Welcome to the Pop Culture Palace Presents Podcast, the official show for the Pop Culture Palace website. Every other week on this feed, you will find an episode from a rotating group of shows. This week we bring you Pop Culture Palace Presents Episode 18, Best Event Ever 2018, The Ray, Issue 19. This is the Pop Culture Palace Presents, and I'm your host, Al Sedano. This episode is part of the Best Event Ever crossover, just like our last episode. In case you forgot since then, Best Event Ever is a yearly crossover event between several podcasts and blogs. Each year, we choose a different comic event to cover. This year, we are covering DC's 1995 event, Underworld Unleashed. For a list of the other shows and blogs that are part of this event, you can go to the show notes. They'll all be listed there. As for our part in this event, we covered issue 18, last episode, and now we're covering issue 19 of the series, The Ray. Now, hopefully you listened to our last episode. Not only because I gave you a brief background on The Ray, in case you weren't familiar with him, but also because it set up what's happening in this issue. So if you didn't, why don't you go download it? It won't take you that long. Alright, in case you're not going to do that, real quick, The Ray is Ray Terrell. Yeah, great secret identity, huh? He's the son of the Golden Age Ray, Happy Terrell. Yeah, that's his real name. Deal with it. He has light-based powers. He's barely out of his teens, but he's a computer prodigy. Ray is currently working for the villain, Vandal Savage, at one of Vandal's tech companies, not working as a criminal. Because they made a deal, and in exchange, Vandal is promised to take care of a villain named Deathmask. It's explained in this issue why Ray is so desperate to get rid of Deathmask. We'll get to it. Don't worry. I also gave some background on Underworld Unleashed last episode. Now, I don't know why you're insisting on skipping that, but okay. I'll give you a brief explanation here. Underworld Unleashed was an event that DC Comics did in the fall of 1995. The main three-issue miniseries was written by Mark Wade with art by Howard Porter. The main point of this series is that the demon lord Neron has come to Earth looking to buy some souls. After making deals with a lot of the villains, Neron started to target the heroes too. Kind of like all those ads that pop up on your social media feeds. As for where this issue lands in order of the crossover, it's hard to say. I've seen a few reading orders that put it near the end, shortly before issue 3 of Underworld Unleashed, mostly because that's when it came out. In fact, both of them came out on Halloween 1995. Thank you, Mikes. I've also seen a few that put it more towards the middle. I'm not sure if that really matters. The main Underworld Unleashed title was three issues. The first came out in the beginning of September 95, the second in the beginning of October, and the third and final issue on Halloween. The tie-in issues, like The Ray, came out in September and October. Most of them continued directly from one into the other, like these two issues. A good portion of this issue takes place immediately after issue 18. So, if that one took place right after issue 1 of Underworld Unleashed, doesn't this one as well? It can get a bit confusing, but honestly it doesn't matter. The story takes place after issue 1 and before issue 3. That's all that counts. Have you ever wanted to be more than you are? Are you worried your full potential isn't enough? 
Ever wonder if finding that out is worth your soul? Best Event Ever is back for 2018 with DC's 1995 event, Underworld Unleashed. Several blogs and podcasts are coming together to examine the effects these questions have on the heroes and villains of the DC Universe. Join Justice's First Dawn, Comic Reviews by Walt, Chris and Reggie's Cosmic Treadmill, Pop Culture Palace, Diana Prince Wonder Woman, and Between the Pages, among others, as they examine the effects these questions have on characters like Ted Knight, Blue Devil, Sentinel, The Martian Manhunter, and Darkseid. Follow them all using hashtag BestEventEver2018 and hashtag UnderworldReUnleashed across social media all throughout October. Go ahead. Blow out that candle. Neuron is waiting. The Ray, Issue 19, Monster Cubed. Written by Christopher Priest. Pencils by Jason Armstrong. Inked by Ande Parks. Colorist, James Sinclair. Letter by Kevin Cunningham. Editors, Brian Augustin and Alessandre Morales Caraballo. Cover art is by Jason Armstrong and Ande Parks. Original cover date was December 1995, and the on-sale date was October 31st, 1995. The cover for this issue is kind of a reverse of the last one. Issue 18 had the ray in the center, and symbolically in the background we get the large heads of Neuron and Vandal Savage. In this issue, ray is the large symbolic head in the background, and front and center we have Deathmask and Joshua. Who? Well, that's a fair question, since Deathmask didn't appear at all in the last issue, and we skipped over to the scenes of Joshua last time because it had nothing to do with the Underworld Unleashed story. We'll get into who Deathmask is in a bit, but for now, what you need to know is that he's the reason Ray is working for Vandal Savage. If you remember, the deal was that Ray works for Savage, and Savage will kill Deathmask. As for Joshua, he's Ray's younger half-brother. Kind of looks like the Muppet Baby version of Ray. Okay, maybe not exactly that young, but he's like 8 years old. This issue starts with Ray trying to work out recent events through his own version of therapy. That therapy is mowing the lawn of Nadine Terrell. Nadine is the ex-husband of Happy, Ray's father. She thinks that Ray is just her nephew. She doesn't know that Ray is actually her son, who she thought died at birth. Now, if you don't think that this would actually be helpful, you would be right. Not knowing about Ray's powers, she thinks Ray is having some normal teenage problems and takes him out for a burger to get him to open up. As they drive there, Ray thinks about what happened right after he kissed Kathy, a.k.a. Neuron. His brazenness, let's say, was not taken well. As the entire room exploded, pipes from under the street came to life and attacked him, spewing fire. Until Kathy slash Neron changed their mind, and it never happened. Ray's, of course, confused. Not sure if that was real or just a hallucination. He apologizes to Kathy, and she reminds him of the deal she made with Vandal Savage to leave him alone. Ray doesn't care about that still, and she offers to make his fondest wish come true, the destruction of Deathmask. As we learn, Deathmask was a cheap computer game that Ray modified to help him train. Somehow, and I'm just going to assume the reason is comic books, trademark Michael Bailey, Deathmask became independent and real, 
and an actual villain who caused massive death, including Ray's own father. Ray feels guilty for Death Mask becoming real, and the blood he has shed. Kathy then sweetens the deal, offering to not just destroy Death Mask, but make it so he never existed at all. What would Ray pay for that? Ray would pay anything for that. But when Kathy asks for his soul, Ray actually finds that quite hilarious, thinking it's impossible for anyone to own someone's soul. Until Kathy turns into Neron. Then Ray is freaked out. Neron attempts to explain that he's not some guy, but Neron, lord of evil and chaos, I existed before this world, tremble in my presence! This still doesn't work, so Neron just tells Ray that he's really Cerise. Cerise is a Wonder Woman villain, you, you can look her up in mythology. Of course, Ray knows who Cerise is, so that just freaks him out even more. They eventually come to an understanding, even though Ray thinks that the ability to take someone's soul is a bunch of hooey, so he's not taking it too seriously. He wants to know what Cerise wants. What she wants is for him to bring flowers to a dying woman in California. This dying woman was an actress who appeared in movie serials years ago, including the Atomic Skull serial as the love interest Zelda. Now, if you listened to our last episode, you can guess who else is already there. See, I keep telling you should have listened to that one. Go. Anyway, that's right. Superman villain and recent captive of Vandal Savage, the Atomic Skull. The Skull had made a deal with Neuron, who told him where to find Zelda. If you remember from last time, the Atomic Skull actually thinks he is the character from that movie serial, and he does not actually realize what he's doing in the real world. On his way to see Zelda, Atomic Skull sets off a fire at an oil refinery. He's an angry man. He's concerned that Neron has lied about where Zelda is, and he's also quite pissed off at Rey. Not from last issue, didn't, you didn't miss anything there at least, they didn't interact at all. But according to the editor's box, they fought in issue 17, and I'm going to have to assume that Rey kicked his ass. When Ray gets to the hospital, he actually takes a few minutes to think, and stops by the window before flying into the room. And it's a good thing, because the Atomic Skull had beat him there. And the sight of Zelda, even though she was decades older than he expected and dying, was enough to calm him down that he actually turned human again, and didn't look like a radioactive skull. Seriously, that's the best way to describe what he looks like. Ray realized what would happen if he had just flown in with the flowers, and instead leaves stopping just long enough to put out the fire that the skull had started earlier. Back in the present, Ray is unloading his troubles onto Nadine. Sort of. He's actually telling her some cockamamie story about his guidance counselor and his GPA. Nadine, of course, knows BS when it's being shoveled onto her, and calls him out on it. As she says, he didn't come to her home in December in Colorado to mow the lawn because of his grades. She gets ready to leave in frustration, giving him one piece of advice... Do what you have to do to solve your problem, but never sell your soul. As she's about to leave, Ray quietly calls her mom, and in a flash of light disappears. Noticing this, Nadine thinks, this feels familiar. Greetings, true unbelievers. I, Mephisto, have listened to these things called podcasts from my eternal infernal realm. Oh, how I hate their camaraderie, their passion, their fandom. But I realized, without them, this modern world, this internet, would surely collapse into chaos and anarchy. Thus was born my greatest, most insidious plan ever hatched in my millennia's long reign. I've given the casters of pods a challenge they have no chance of completing. But if they don't, the world shall be mine forevermore! 
These podcasts shall review the evilest, most diabolical miniseries ever published. No, it's not Spider-Man Chapter 1. Even I'm not that sadistic. No, they shall review the limited series starring myself, Mephisto Versus. It's so evil, even the title is unfinished. Until now. Mephisto Versus The Podcasters. A crossover podcast event featuring Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, Marvel's Secret Wars and Beyond podcast, Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, The Married with Comics podcast. But lest this seem too easy, each show shall have a special guest host disrupting their orderly little productions. If these casters of pod fail, they shall spend all eternity on my infernet. And the world shall be mine. Coming soon to where all fine podcasts are found. Or will it? <laughs> Find my first victims on Halloween 2018. The fun kicks off with unpacking the power of power pack. <laughs> You may have noticed that even though they are on the cover, I don't talk at all about the subplot involving Deathmask and Joshua. Beyond their appearance on the cover. That's because they once again had nothing to do with Underworld Unleashed, and are so separated from the main story that not mentioning them had no effect on my synopsis at all. If you really need to know what happened with them, Deathmask is looking for Joshua, who is lost. He finds Joshua, acts like a major jerk, and they fight. The fight isn't finished in this issue, but it looks like Joshua is kicking his ass. Okay, well, not counting that subplot, we have three main interactions in this issue to talk about. Ray and his mom, Ray and Neron, and Ray and the Atomic Skull. We're going to start with Ray and the Atomic Skull. The interaction between Ray and the Skull is pretty interesting, especially when you consider they don't interact at all. In fact, the Atomic Skull never even knew that Ray was there. The important thing is the impact that just seeing the skull had on Ray. Not only does Ray know what would happen if he was to deliver the flowers to Zelda, mass destruction and possible deaths, but in being so single-minded on achieving his goal, he got lost along the way. Ray was so desperate to get rid of the death mask that he ignored the fire that skull had started. He was becoming just like the atomic skull, so focused on what he wanted that he lost touch with reality. As Ray himself says in the issue, it occurred to me, I was so anxious to get rid of Death Mask, to get what I wanted, that I was willing to do anything, give anything, believe anything. So I was rushing to Hollywood, ignoring everything else, and never even questioning why Cerise wanted me to go deliver flowers to some old lady. Suddenly, it all felt wrong. Like I was playing right into Cerise's hands, out of my mind, losing my soul. Continuing on in reverse order, we have Ray and Neron. This one's a bit different. So, in any other situation, I'd be a bit more annoyed with Ray's unwanted kiss in the beginning. But this is not a normal situation. Up until the point that Neron made the deal with Vandal Savage, he, she was trying to seduce Ray. Pretty much any way they could, with the promise of new technology, sexually, whatever. That has to be the only reason why Neron would take on the guise of Kathy. From what I've seen in all the other Underworld Unleashed issues, he does not take on this guise, or guys like this. It's only here. 
Why else would he do that and not just appear, you know, as he does later on in the issue as just Neron? Although he's Neron with a green suit instead of the supervillain style outfit. I think it's all has to do with the deal with Vandal Savage. Because if he hadn't made that deal with Vandal Savage, that scene would have gone a lot different, a lot differently. And it's lucky for Ray that he did make that deal for Sandal Savage. Otherwise, I think Ray would have lost his soul instead of almost. The other thing about them is what happens once Neron reveals himself to Ray. I'm not talking about Ray's reaction that whether or not Kathy is or Neron, whether it's a, it's you know he views it as male or female, that really doesn't matter. Ray's just a bit confused about it, but beyond that, they don't really touch on that more. It's his apparent atheism. So apparently Ray is an, I'm guessing Ray is an atheist based on what I see here. I do need to reread this whole series, so I could be wrong. Or maybe it's something they've already touched on before. But Ray does not seem to believe Neron at all when he says he tells him he's a demon or that he wants Ray's soul. Ray, in fact, laughs hysterically and says, you can't get a, take someone's soul. That's impossible. He only starts to believe when Neron changes to look like Cerise, a known supervillain. Then Ray takes it seriously because it's a supervillain. But not the soul part, just the threat. I just find it weird and kind of fascinating when there's a world like the Marvel or DC Universe, but somebody has a line they won't believe in. It's like, nope, sorry, I'll give you aliens and light entities and people coming back from the dead. But demons? Nope, 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 can't go with demons. (laughs) All right, well, since we're working in reverse order, the last one is Ray and his mom. Yeah, bit messed up relationship, isn't that? I can see why Ray would want to get to know her and would want her advice when he has problems. That that is completely logical. Finally, knowing you have a you know knowing your mom after almost twenty years of thinking she was dead, yeah, I can completely understand. But this is not the way, Ray. I'm not blaming him now for the lies that his father told both of them. That's not either of their faults. You know, it's not Ray's fault and it's not his mom's fault. But as we see in this issue, Ray is continuing those lies. And he is not going to get the relationship he wants with his mom doing these lies. She's not going to know who he is and therefore not going to behave accordingly. Of course, I mean, if she knows the truth, it could go good. It could go bad. We don't know. But mom deserves the chance to at least decide for herself. Although, based on the last page, she just might know already. That's enough talk about metaphysical beliefs and family relationships. Time to get to the important stuff. Let's talk about the feedback. The feedback we're talking about right now is for our last episode, episode 17, the first of our two issues covering Underworld Unleashed. On Facebook, the post for that episode was liked and shared by Justin Lesniak, Darren and Ruth Sutherland, Michael Lane, Alan Middleton, Clifford Alvarez, Gene Hendricks, Derek William Crabb, and Bill Bear. On Twitter, the post was retweeted and liked by Justice Trek the Podcast, Nathaniel Devon Samford, Xenozoic Xenophiles, Firestorm Fan, R&D Adventures, Justice's First Dawn, Between the Pages, Nathan Rowan, Comics Couplets, Blood and Black Rum, ITG Blogcast, Tim Price, Bill Bear, BK on the Air, Warlord Worlds, Jason Snick Venable, Gal Walks into a Comic Shop, Relatively Geeky, The Hammer Strikes, Secret Wars and Beyond, The Kirby Cast, Jeffrey Brown, and Comics in the Golden Age. 
Don't forget to also go check out our homepage, thepopculturepalace.com, and you can follow us on Twitter, at The PC Palace. And we're on Facebook, too. Just type in Pop Culture Palace in the search box. We'll pop up. Oh, almost forgot. Please, send an email. I'd love to get an email from somebody. Thepalaceofpopculture at gmail.com. I'd like to hear your thoughts on these issues of the Ray or Underworld Unleashed in general. That's it for this time and our part of the crossover. Don't forget to check out the other shows and blogs that are part of the best event ever. Links for all of them can be found in the show notes, including my other show, Resurrections, and Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast. One of the more recent episodes, number 83, was also part of the best event ever. And for more on Underworld Unleashed, you should also check out the podcast DCOCD. They cover all of DC's major events, starting with Crisis on Infinite Earths. And they covered Underworld Unleashed on episode 14. You can go to the link in the show notes for them to find that episode. And if you're looking for DCOCD, I'm not sure if you can find it by looking up that specifically. It's a subset of the Waiting for Doom podcast, which is also really good. But it's going to be on the Waiting for Doom feed. Alright, that's it. See you next time. Music for this podcast was Going Higher, provided by royalty-free music from bensound.com. But make it so he never existed. But make it so he never existed. But make it so he never existed at all. It's explained in this issue why Ray is so desperate to get rid of the. De- it's explained in this issue why Ray is so desperate to get rid of. The de- Ugh.